The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this bank holiday Sunday. Lots to bring you. Uh, Cork won the under-16A Camogie All-Ireland earlier. We'll hear from the camp after that. Uh, Corsi Rovers have won their first game in the Senior A Hurling Championship. Sean Gaheen, the manager, joins us. Uh, Cork face Galway next Wednesday's All-Ireland LGFA Minor A Championship final. We'll hear from management and the captain for, uh, from that. Uh, it's Derby Day in the Cope Cork City are down in Cove taking on Ramblers in the FA Cup. We hope to have some reaction to that and we'll hear from Rory a little bit later on and Meath have won back-to-back All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football titles we look back on the day's action in Croke Park all coming up before 7 Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock on Cork's Red FM on the big red bench and as I said Meath have gone back to back in the All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Championship they've won this evening's final beating Kerry by 9 points Ashling O'Reilly reports at full time Amazing scenes here in Crow Park as once again it's Meath who are the 2022 All-Ireland Senior Champions it finished Meath 3-10 Kerry 1-7 First off goals from Kerry's Louise Murahert they got Meath's Emma Troy Meath went into the break with a three-point lead. It was sharpshooter Nimara Hurtig who brought it back to a one-point game through a free that she popped over with no fuss. A low-scoring second half with me turning Kerry over time and time again in the defence. There was 15 minutes left in the clock when Emma Duggan won a Kerry kick out, popped it inside to Stacey Grimes who laid it off to Nebo Sullivan who palmed it home for the Royals. Mead didn't let up. They turned the ball over. Vicky Wall made a run from defence, led it inside to substitute Bridgella Lynch who buried it to the back of the net to give Mead an eight-point lead. Nebo Sullivan picked up the player of the game kicking 1-2 and it's the Royal County who are back-to-back All-Ireland Senior Title Champions. An incredible story for an incredible team. The full-time score, Mead 3-10, Kerry 1-7. Yeah, and we'll uh, bring you any more uh, audio that comes from from the day's action in Croke Park later on, if and when we get it. Um, now let's uh, turn to matters closer to home. Corker, the All-Ireland under-16A Camogie champions. The Rebels defeated Tipperary in Mallow 2, 18 to 10 points. Ger McCarthy was there, and here he is with manager Donny Daly. OK, Donny Daly, Cork under-16A All-Ireland 2022 Managing manager champion, how does that sound? Oh, sounds good, sure. Sounds very good. She just, um, I tell you, didn't didn't think we'd, we'd be there um, after the Galway game. It's, it seems like a long, long time ago now. But look, there, those are the days that, that that make make things like today even better. So look, it's a it's a great feeling, great feeling to have with another All Ireland. I know you haven't had a chance to analyse it, but those two first half goals were crucial because there wasn't much in it. But when you got the chances, you took them. Yeah, look, and we haven't been scoring many goals all year mainly points but look the change when we brought on Sarah Murphy she was immense and then moving Grainne in um, full forward like we have strength and depth we can you know we can move girls they're like the, the 30 girls that we have look, uh, pity we can only bring on 5 like they're they're unbelievable un- unbelievable bunch of girls I, I, I look we, I've been singing their praises all year um, they scored 218 today they've scored uh, 9 978 in 5 games 
in, in, in all Ireland, plus another 763 in Munster. So like that's that's unbelievable scoring from 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 16 year old girls. Talk to you about your management team briefly. Home Park Murder team this year. Look, most of us have together five years. Myself, John Maloney, um, Matthew Sullivan, and then obviously Steve, Steve O'Mahony, our strength and conditioning. We, without him, we wouldn't be here. Um, Colette looks after the girls. Um, she's our second mother. She's 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 she really looks after them. And then Roberta as well. Doreen is our our, our our county board liaison. Like we can't thank the county board enough. They do everything for us. We they never. They never let us down when we come looking for, for slitters or days out. You know, they really are the, be- the best county board out there. And just finally, you've been brilliant to us in the big red bench all year. Thanks for access to players and coverage. We're delighted for you. What does this mean now for Cork? Minor 16, over to the intermediates and seniors. Uh, yeah, it's six, intermediates now and seniors, and I, I'm sure they'll do it as well. Look, this is the, this is the third All-Ireland winning team we've set up, sent up to minor level. Jerry has him. He, he, he's winning All-Irelands. So, look, it's great for it's great for Cork County. We're going, like, we're going to be a force for the next 20 years. Excellent stuff. Congrats, Tony. Well done. Go and enjoy it. Thanks, Gerard. Appreciate all your help during the year. Listen, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And best of luck to Haley, who's across the way in the studio next weekend at the Cork Intermediates. And uh, yeah, uh, great stuff there from Donny Daly. And uh, Gerard caught up with some players also. Uh, here he is with Sinead Hurley. Uh, Sinead Hurley, congratulations. You're an All Ireland champion. How does that sound? Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Back to back All Ireland's for real. No words, no words. Talk to me about this team. How special they are. Oh, they're an absolutely amazing bunch. 30 of us. We get on like a house on fire. Oh, I just don't know what I'm going to do now without them. Yeah. Um, brilliant game tip it up to you but those two first half goals helped you oh yeah the first two goals last minute going into half time we needed those goals to settle us and we did we got them it's the main um, thing and just finally winning an all Ireland in your second year fantastic for Cork minor under 16 you'll be hoping the seniors and intermediates can finish the job yeah hopefully they'll get it next weekend we'll get it all congratulations <laughs> yeah. thanks so much thanks Great stuff, yeah, and obviously as well, we heard from Keely Goulding last night. Um, obviously, the captain of the team, unfortunately, out injured. Here she is speaking with her. I'm here with the victorious car captain following their Tesco All Ireland under 16A final victory over Tipperary, Keely Goulding. Yeah, lovely moment for you, lovely moment for the team, and All Ireland champions. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds unbelievable. And this is the third year in a row that Cork have done it. It's actually unbelievable. As you can hear all the girls in the chance, but they were phenomenal on the day. Like, what was it, 219? Like, that's like any inter county team, even senior men's, like, they wouldn't put a score up like that in an All Ireland final. It's actually unbelievable. The, the effort and the work rate that they put in all throughout the year has shown here today on the pitch at Mallow. How important has Tony Daly, the management team, to keeping your, keeping your feet on the ground and getting you to this point? Oh, he's been so important. He's actually unbelievable. One of the best managers I've come across now. My dad will probably kill me for saying that. But, um, but yeah, no, he's unbelievable. The work rate and everything. And like he always puts the team first, no matter what. Like He's unbelievable. And even Tony, Do- John, Motti, the whole lot of them, they're all the same. And just finally be back from injury shortly and back out in the pitch you can't wait but what a way to, what a way to kickstart your uh, your final phase of your recovery exactly like brace off tomorrow what a, like this the day before oh what it's unbelievable like I'm just so excited to come back even congratulations Keely well done thank you and finally uh, Ava Fitzgerald and Amy McCarthy uh, were uh, spoken to by Jar after the game. Join now by join here now by the Cork Whitfield is Ava Fitzgerald and Amy McCarthy. Congratulations first of all on winning the All Ireland. How does that feel? Thank you so much, it's so good to <laughs> best feeling. I can see you're very excited so I'll keep the interview short uh, short and sweet but how tough an opponent were they today, especially in the first half? Oh they're really good and uh, we played them in the Munster final as well and they were tough there. But they're definitely after improving as a team. Like I was such a hard match. Uh, Amy you needed those two goals in the first half. They were avoid to give you the lead at half time before you kicked on. Yeah, definitely. I think we had a, a tough start. 
we didn't get going till the 10 minutes in and then the goals got us going. The girls started popping away then after the wins. Was there any bit of concern with all those wins? You got like six wins in a row, but you seem to settle after that. No, not at all. The girls are um, they're great, like points scorers. Talk to me about the conditions, Ava, because it's, a, it's incredibly hot. It must have been hard out there. Oh my god, it's actually roasting. Um, but uh, we have a physio cleaner and she brings frozen peas and put them on her And But last year, me and Amy, we played the online national final and it was 27 degrees today, so like, we had a bit of for the summer Sherwood Club like you yeah. used to it but yeah, we're tough out we're yeah and for training we're used to the heat as well so. can I ask you Amy coming back from a very very tough group involving Kilkenny and Galway you can bounce back you bounce back big time but you've done that yeah but I think that Kilkenny and Galway set us up for this match they're both tough teams and we were more prepared then for tip and we, we've beaten them before so you know we had we had hope like we weren't we weren't uh, worried or anything really was that a big thing so annoying that you'd beat them in the Munster final was a thing coming yeah, but you have to be aware that, you know, Tip are obviously improving and like, they took some back, you know, we, we expected, you know, to get a tough fight and that's what we got today. Excellent stuff, but from your own point of view, fantastic to finish off the year as an All-Ireland champion. What next? I don't know, like, whatever happens. <laughs> a few celebrations maybe later on this evening? Yeah, we're going back to the captain's house for celebration. Okay, we'll leave it at Congratulations, David. Thank you so well done. Much. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, excellent stuff there. Well done to the Cork Under-16s, uh, the uh, A. Camogie All-Ireland champions. Um, now, of course, it was a massive day in general in women's sports. Um, obviously, we heard earlier Meath are the All-Ireland uh, ladies football champions. Also, the women's Euros final is currently underway in Wembley, England versus Germany. It's nil all after 52 minutes. The chances have been at a premium. Um, so, uh, we're keeping an eye on that one is close. And I think, you know what, the first goal, it's a... One goal could decide it. The first goal could be the winner in that one. And uh, more uh, more ladies football uh, action on the horizon here in Cork. Cork face Galway and next Wednesday's All-Ireland LGFA Minor A Championship Final at McDonough Park in Nina. 7pm uh, thrown there. Um, and our very own Jer McCarthy caught up with Cork Minor Captain E.B. Toomey. Now, on the big red bench, in the build-up to next Wednesday night at All-Ireland, uh, sorry, the Zucar All-Ireland Minor Football Championship final between Cork and Galway. We are delighted to be joined here on the bench by the Cork Minor Captain, Evie Toomey. Evie, you're very welcome to the bench. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us in what must be a, a quite a hectic time and a, a bit of a, a lot of build-up because, as the minor captain of this team, you've had a very busy year, but um, it's kind of been truncated in that you were very busy up until around May, then there was a break, and then you came back for the All-Ireland semi-final where you beat Cavan. How difficult was it having you know played and trained up to May and then have the big break to come back and, and, and face into that Cavan game? Well, we had an intense training trip this summer, to be fair. But it's difficult with people going on holidays and their like jobs. But to fair, everyone committed well, and especially from the coaches on their side, there's a lot of good commitment to track the mm. team. Um, it was a tough match on the day as well, but we definitely pulled through the team, and you could tell that all of our training and hard work had um, shown and pushed us over the edge. It certainly it, it certainly paid off, and you mentioned there. Like, I suppose from your point of view as a player, you prefer to play challenge matches, even though they're only challenge matches, but they're as good as any training session because they can be quite intense. Yes, we've had many challenge matches throughout the year. We actually played Galway at the beginning of the year, and it was probably one of our toughest challenge matches. 
Yeah, now that's interesting because it's Galway you're facing in the All Ireland final. And uh, just before we started, I had made the point to you that there's never an easy game against Galway, even in a challenge match. This is a serious team, much like yourselves, and there's not going to be very much in it when it comes down to it, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely not, I'd say. Um, what's the one thing this year? I mean, you, first of all, sorry, I should have mentioned you're captain of the of the Cork Minor team. Congratulations, that's a lovely honour for you and your family. Um, there's a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot of players on this panel from all four divisions. It's, it's quite spread out. How is the squad gelled, and, and how? Because you've been together quite a bit of time. We've gelled much throughout the year, and there's been lots of um, team bonding days, which certainly helped us. Like we always eat meals after matches together as a team which is very helpful and we get to eat with the management team as well so we all bond together as a team Talk to me about this management team and Joe Carroll because his, his, I mean, his, his resume speaks for itself and what he's achieved as a manager um, at, in, in ladies football what's he like as a manager with, 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 with this particular panel? He's very organised and very um, professional and dedicated uh, we've lost, we, we train twice a week and they're, both, they're very intense trainings Um and how have you found, uh, you know, at minor level, the move up from under 16, it's, I mean, from 12 to 14 is one jump, or from 14 to 16 at inter-county level, which you would have experienced, is, is difficult enough. But the leap from 16 to minor, is that, has that been the steepest one you've encountered so far? Yeah, it definitely has. Um, yeah, it's a big jump from minor. It's a lot more physical and definitely more intense this year. Um, we, I was minor as well last year, and it was very intense as well, same management team. Hmm. And do you find having that year under your belt, you're able to help the girls that have come in? Yes, definitely. We won the Munster final last year, but we weren't um, fortunate enough to have the All-Ireland Series we have this year. So just as a team, it's very, we're all very delighted to be able to have the opportunity to be in the final. Um, that must have been very frustrating. I know we're going back overall ground, but not being able to contest a minor All-Ireland, um, how difficult was that to take for you and the players? Um, it's obviously very disappointing, but at the end of the day, we did what we could, and we definitely all. The, I know everyone tried their best to have a series, but mm. at the end of the day, we weren't lucky enough. But we have it this year, so. As you said, yes, you have it this year, and you've gotten to that final by virtue of the fact that you beat Cavan in the All Ireland semi final. Now, the Ulster champions are never an easy team to beat at any grade, but especially at minor. Now, you won three thirteen to one eleven. How tough an opponent were Cavan that night? They're very tough. We're playing in Nina and it's a big pitch. Um, they were quite very physical as well, but we actually pushed through the team and we managed to get some good goals, which really helped us in the game. Yeah, Ava Curran chipped in with two and Leah Hallahan as well with a third one, but um, you had a nice spread of scores and you had a lot of players coming off the bench as well. Is that one of the big things, Evie, this year, the fact that you've got such a strong panel and that you can call upon players late in the game to make a difference? We've, yeah, we have a very strong panel this year and still make such a good impact in the games as well, bringing on fresh legs. And uh, definitely helps us a lot in the games. That big Nina pitch is going to be the same Nina pitch that you take Galway on, I suppose. It's handy in, in a way that you, you know the surroundings when you go up to play that final. But the fact that it's on a Wednesday night, just from your own point of view, because a lot of girls like yourself will be working and have things on during the summer. I mean, are you a fan of playing during the week or does it matter? Um. Press me doesn't really matter for me, but I'd say um, a weekend probably more ideal, but 
true. You'll take what you can get. Exactly. I'd like to have the final this year as well. Yes, you're very true. Very, very true. Now you represent uh, Glanmire Ladies Football and Sars in Camogie. So once all of this is over, I would imagine you're already in the throes of club championship or you're on, on the cusp of being involved in, in a, a lot of club championship matches. Um, is that is that a kind of a good thing that the season is split that you can focus on inter-county for a certain amount of time and then just focus on your clubs after that? Yes, it's uh, very handy. And the clubs are very lenient as well for the players on our team. Um, but Have they been a good support for you then in that you know, you're not under any pressure when it comes to training sessions because the Cork training yes, sessions exactly. come first. They're yeah. very lenient and fair to us as well. Um, talk to and me about... Standing over training. Excellent stuff. Talk to me about this panel. I mean, it sounds like, um, I've said it about the, the Cork um, under-16s as well, the, the, the Camogie team that are playing um, an All-Ireland final. Um, the, I've, I've seen them in action, I've seen yourselves in action, and there seems to be like a really nice bond, and that's not an easy thing to achieve. And so many girls would have trialled for this minor panel, Evie, at the very, very start. There's huge interest in ladies' football. Have you noticed that over the last number of years, being around the Cork scene, that more and more people seem to be trying to get on panels? Yes, definitely. It's definitely a lot tougher this year. Um, and I can definitely see that the increase in the interest in football has improved a lot. Indeed, it has. And it's come to the point where in Nina, next Wednesday night at 7pm, the Zucar LGFA minor all-earning final between Cork and Galway throws in at 7 o'clock. Cork hoping to uh, finish off a fantastic season, denied an opportunity to win an all-earning last year. You're backing it again this year. But listen, Evie, on behalf of everybody here in Cork, Sir FM and the Big Red Bench, we wish you all the best in that particular final and hopefully you can bring the trophy home. Thanks very much. Yeah, great stuff there, Evie Toomey speaking with Ger McCarthy. Just to bring you up today, Cork City have beaten uh, Cove Ramblers 1-0 at St. Coleman's Park in the FAI uh, F- Cup first round. And uh, also at Wembley in the Women's Euro 2022 final, it's still England nil, Germany nil. 60 minutes gone there. And I've just seen a tweet from Gary Lineker. It's going to be bloody penalties in it, isn't it? And uh, it, it looks like it might be heading that way, which I think many England fan will be uh, turning away from the TV if it comes down to that. But maybe the women will have a bit more, uh, a bit more. Um, I suppose, joy than, than the men have had with penalties over the last couple of years. Uh, now let's hear from uh, minor manager Joe Carroll, uh, Joe Carroll, sorry, uh, head of the Rebels showdown with the Connacht champions in the All-Ireland final on Wednesday. He was speaking to Jer. So, all roads lead to Nina next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for the 2022 Ladies Football All-Ireland Minor Football Final between Cork and Galway. And we're delighted to be joined by somebody we've spoken to quite a lot down through, oh, over the year who's given us great coverage and insight. And that is the Cork Minor Manager, Joe Carroll. Joe, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Thanks, Jack. Right, we've had a, a long season at minor level for you and your players and your management team, but you are where you wanted to be. You're in the final against Galway. First of all, how have preparations gone ahead of what's going to be a really tough test for you? Yeah, preparations now in fairness have gone well. I suppose the biggest difficulty we had maybe was picking up challenge games here and there, but we picked up a few and, you know, training has gone well and touch wood, touch Saturday, we don't have any injuries between here and the final Wednesday. Uh, one or two final training sessions we produced the final touches and hopefully nothing will happen then so the preparations we're happy with the preparations uh, Without giving the team away not that I would dare ask you to give me the team on a podcast ahead of the final do you and your management team have a 15 in mind that you want to start with or are you waiting to see how, how the remainder of the, the build up goes? No I think we've discussed the team at this stage and we're fairly close to it maybe they are bare one or two as to what we'll start 
in the, in the final against Galway, we've had a look at Galway and I suppose we had to do a difference there. But we are going to concentrate now on game, I think, like that. And, you know, most of the players are going well in, in, in training and showing up well in training. So it's making that thing a bit difficult to, to pick the first 15. That's a healthy place to be in, though, as a manager, because we said throughout this season what a talented panel you've had this year. It's 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 very difficult to make the Cork minor football lady LGFA panel, Joe, which people need to be reminded of because so many people girls are interested in trialing for it. That when you get onto the panel, like that's a success in itself. But you've really got to push hard to make that fifteen. Well, Jordan, I suppose when we look at it, we go back to when we advertised us there was well over hundred girls coming in at that stage. I suppose it's probably smaller numbers than. They would have it on the 14, 16 up along. But it's still a huge number. And then we pick a panel of 36. We kind of carry a panel of 36 because at certain stages we've been disrupted a bit with the Camogie players being involved with the Camogie and you'll have one or two bits of injury to the season. So we've always nearly had the 30 players to play 15 on 15 in training. And I think vital for us. But it's now down to the stage where we have to pick a 30 match day panel and just picking the 15 from the final is extremely difficult because there are a lot of players putting up their hands and have been putting up their hands for a while. We used those three or four subs in the, in the semi-final and probably could have used a few more to put it with, with them themselves just as well if they went in. Uh, so look, I suppose that's the, the task we have and we just hope we get it right on, on, on the night. Indeed. One of the big positives I took from that win over Cavan in the semi-final, Joe, was the fact you had seven different scorers and at minor level in such an important game. That's a, that's a very, very positive sign. You need that spread of scores if you're going to get over Galway. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I suppose it was a plus for us. We had a lot of players that scored on the night and we had a lot, quite a lot of players that showed up well. I suppose we had a lot of things that we have looked at since that we need to hugely improve on. Um, Galway are a very talented side we've seen them and they're very very talented side and it's gone they have been talented down over the years both under 16 and minor and we've had great battles with them gone back to 2018 from the beat in the Ireland final and 2019 when we beat them in the semi final. so it's going to be a real real battle on, on, on next Wednesday night Were you able to take much from their performance in their semi-final or is this just a case of as you know better than I do and a lot of people at at underage level as you just alluded to Galway are always strong they put in the same amount of effort and Cork seem to do would you be expecting is there anything that you could garner from that semi-final or are you just more focused on preparing your team? Yeah I think we're we're very focused on preparing our own team Uh, enough you know we know how talented they are they beat their team who we played in the practice game and we're, we're very impressed with them Today we played Kildare, we played Galway earlier in the year, which was very early, so I suppose you couldn't judge much from that from either team because both teams would have been sharp players at the time. So I think our main focus there is totally on our own squad and how we are playing ourselves and how we do our own system and so on. And if we focus on that, if we give us a reasonable chance, I think. Joe, obviously you want to win in All-Ireland. You're in it to win it and you've gotten to the final alone. It's a fantastic achievement to get this far, but you want to bring the trophy home. But how important is this grade in terms of developing players to move on to senior? Because there is a, there is a second kind of senior team in there now this year, but like for, from the physical point of view and from the experience point of view, getting players right at minor is, is fantastic and winning in All-Ireland would be fantastic. But for the player and the individual player's progression is what I'm getting at, to get them ready for senior, I mean, does that form part of what you do throughout the year as well as trying to win in All-Ireland? Oh, de- oh definitely, Joe, because like, I suppose the commitment and the, the step up in the, in the pace of everything at inter-county level it gives them an idea of what that, what that is compared to club level. And, you know, you have a lot of players that are playing junior and 
things like that, needing intermediate work, um, playing with senior club teams in, in Cox. And it gives them an opportunity to see what, what inter-county football is about and what, is, what the commitment is and so on. And even we keep telling them, look, this is minor. When you step up to senior, it's another step up again. And some won't make it, but some will. And it gives them, gives them an opportunity to see what it's going to be like. And down for the years, a lot have made it and a lot have. But look, I suppose we are providing the platform for them to do that. Indeed you are. You've been doing this for quite a long time, Joe, providing the platform, winning trophies at underage level all the way through. How does this panel square up to previous panels that you'd have been in charge of in terms of talent? Well, I suppose I've been involved with John Cleary in 2018, 2019. I would, I, I would, if you win a competition, you can't really say whether they're squared up or not, but every year is different and I think this panel squares up just as easily as, as though it's through. Last year's panel that won the Muscle Championship and didn't have an All-Ireland series was very, very talented as well. But I think this one is, is just equally as good. We have a good few players from that and they've gained from that experience of being involved last year. So I suppose next Wednesday night we'll know whether they're really square up or not, but hopefully they do. Um, does the fact that the final is on in Nina again, I mean, the fact that you've been to Nina for the semi-final, is that, does that make any difference or is it just a, that bit of familiarity going to the same location be a bit of a help to the players? Well, I suppose it just gives us all a bit of familiarity, maybe not so much management because I've been involved there and I go through the end of the stage and you know, even going in buses and things like that and times and things like that makes it that smart a bit easier and so on. But, and I suppose the fact that the players have played there as well, but I, I don't think there's a major advantage. It's the pitch. We have to do all preparations and we have to play inside the pitch no matter where it is. Um, so I don't think it is a major advantage because not. Um, and just finally, look, from your own point of view and your management teams, you're all laser-focused on taking on what will be a very, very talented Galway team. It's going to be a huge challenge for you, but you'll be hoping that some a lot of support will, supporters will make the effort to get to Nina next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Yeah, Joe, we would be hoping that it's, 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 we would have a big cost following. Um, unfortunately, I suppose it's a midweek game and a midweek game, you know, at 7 o'clock above Nina. It's a long travel for anyone from West Coast that might decide they wanted to go to a game or go to like so. Hopefully it will. It would be probably far better if the game was played in the Saturday or Sunday, which would give an opportunity for more people to travel. But look, that's the fixture. We can't do anything about it. And hopefully a lot of people will travel to support us. We're the last cock team left in a football competition for the year. So everyone else is gone, boys or girls. So hopefully we might go over a bang. But sure, look, while we're equally as focused as we are in doing it, and from what we've seen, then it's going to take a huge performance from cock trendy. Next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, the Zucar All-Ireland LGFA Minor Football Championship final between Cork and Galway in Nina. Uh, 7pm thrown, as I said, from everybody here on Cork Street FM and the Big Red Bench to Joe, to your management team and your full panel. We wish you all the best. You've been very good to us this year, but we hope you can go that one step further and we're looking forward to it. Thanks a million, Joe, and to yourself and all those in Red FM for giving it huge coverage as well. We'd like to thank you very much. Great stuff. Best of luck to everybody involved there. Now, I said that it might be going to penalties at Wembley, but England have opened the scoring and it was Ella too and off the bench, uh, only on the pitch for about five minutes, I'd say, with a fantastic chip over the German goalkeeper. Uh, so it's 1-0 to England. As I said earlier on, first goal probably wins this. Uh, England were pretty dominant for the 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 six or seven minutes after the goal but Germany now we're actually starting to get a bit of possession so uh, maybe it's not all over there uh, yet um, of course I think Wembley like I don't know what it is at Wembley but obviously look everyone says it's a huge pitch and all that but these games just seem to kind of go the same way all the time like players just they can't 
they can't handle the the the, the, the I suppose how how hard it is to actually get around that pitch for for whatever ninety minutes like so. Uh, but anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, Celtic have won their opening game of the Scottish Premiership two nil. Also, now before we go to our ad break, there was one game on the opening weekend of the Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Championship. Bishopstown defeated Napiersig twenty four points to one nineteen. In the Senior A Championship, it ended Father O'Neill's three twenty three, Blarney's seventeen points. Killa were defeated by Corsi Rovers three eleven. Uh, for Killa 22 points for Coursey Rovers and Carrick Tool 20 points Pride Rovers 5.24 um, I caught up with Sean Gaheen Corsi's boss after their win in Senior A and of course they're up um, after being promoted they won Premier Intermediate last year Sean Gaheen of course Corsi Rovers uh, hurling manager the last time I, I spoke to you was in the Gaelic grounds the day of the Munster final obviously it wasn't the result you wanted that day but it was a huge day for the club and today was another big day the Senior A opener and you got the win you must be delighted I'm absolutely over the moon, Aidan, to be quite honest with you. Um, I suppose the group we got, it's a very difficult group. Um, they're, they're all extremely hard games. And, you know, your first year up there. And, uh, you know, I'd look at the killer uh, this year and, and, and they were playing the higher league than we, what we were. And they were very impressive in, against senior oppositions and, and they beat the, the senior A opposition. So we knew we'd have a handful today. We need to play well and knowing the delighted we got over the line at the end you know yeah 3-11 uh, killer 22 points to Corsi Rovers um, what aspects of the performance were you most happy with well, I suppose, you know, I thought the first, the first, you know, 15 minutes, you know, we've we, we done exactly what we were supposed to do, you know, the, the delivery of ball and how we build the play and so on like that. And we were causing big problems, but, you know, got to be believed, but for some, some reason we just shut down and we started doing the opposite and left the killer back into the game. And they were two points up at half time. It was just probably to go back on what we were doing well and, and trying, to, trying, trying to, to, to do it right for the next 30 minutes. And I, I thought the second half, you know, we played very well in the second half, but we kept... You know, they they kept we kept them in the game by you know the three goals they got you know which was disappointing from our point of view, uh, but overall you know they got a goal we came back again they got a goal we came back again you know and we, and we went five points up with time up and they got a goal at the end so there's a lot to work on but I'm just delighted with the character they showed each time when they got a setback they kept, went back up the field and got a score and got a score and which was that's a massive um, boost to us you know. Yeah, I suppose uh, every time you come into the to the first game of championship, you're always probably nervous. Uh, with you know, have you done the right preparations? Have you done this? Have you covered this base? And I suppose then when you do get the win that first week, it kind of vindicates everything, and it must be a bit of relief. Uh, of course, you know, like again, the league we were in, you know, we won the league. We were sorry, we were in the final of the league, and um, I suppose we'd won the game probably comfortable. And you're kind of obviously you, you you're saying. You know, the pace of the game, we will be up to it today, you know, because um, the level you're jumping up, obviously, and, and the opposition you're playing. Um, so, but, you know, I, I suppose in training, we try to, you know, we worked very hard in training, trying to lift it up. And um, to be fair, I thought we we done well today. I was, I was, I was very, I was delighted. I was proud of the lads, you know, especially, I suppose, character that, you know, when, when, when the, uh, a problem happens or a setback in the game happens, is the way they can turn around and, 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 and you know, get you know, go on and get a score or get a block done or get a turnover and keep your composure. We never panicked and I thought that was massive that we didn't panic in situations and we we moved the ball nicely and picked off a few scores and I think we got nine different scores today and and our bench came off then as well that you see last year, our bench is crucial to us. And again today they came up comes again for us now. Has um did did the campaign in Munster last year has that stood to you or is it too far gone for that to kind of have an effect still? 
No, to be fair, in, I, I, I think uh, obviously we, we enjoyed the experience of it. Um, it's a great learning curve. We were obviously usually disappointed we didn't get over the line in the position we were in in the months to finally you know, fall up with six minutes to go. But again, like you know, you just we, we kind of I suppose it's about peaking at the right time and we kind of trying to look at it, like we kind of just tip away, tip away, tip away, and then we try to you know rise this with you know six weeks over again. And to be fair, the players, the buy-in from the players have been immense and. You know, they're in good fight now, to be fair to me. And there's, there's, as we saw today, um, there's, there's hunger there still, which is key. And I keep on saying that to him, like, we need to be hungrier this year than last year. And that's, that's everything in life, you know. You go straight away again next weekend against Father O'Neill's, who had a big win today also. Um, so that's, that's, that's shaping up to be a crucial game and it could be pivotal in what happens in this year's championship. Yeah, look, we're playing. Look, they're, they're an excellent team. And I think they've been beaten the last two county finals. Um, and you know they're, they're they're hotly tipped to win the county again this year. They're they're, they're you know they're raging our favourites to win it, and, and they're a class team and a very good team, you know, and, and a great coach, Neil Halloran. So yeah, look, it's, it's going to be another challenge for us, like like the like the, the Blarney game will be and kill it today. But we just got to look folks in our own house, get our own house in order, and just recover this week now and get ready for it again, you know. Excellent stuff, Sean. Thanks a million, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the line. Perfect, Gavin. Thanks a million. Bye. Yeah, Sean Gaheen there speaking after Corsi Rovers' uh, first senior A win of the year against um, Killa, 3 to 22 points. Right, uh, after the break, Rory is on the way. He was at Coleman's Park, and we're also going to hear from the Cork City Camp. Don't go away. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Aidan Lee here with you until 7. Now let's turn our attention to the big derby in Coleman's Park uh, tonight. Actually, just before we get to that, Germany have equalised at Wembley. 78 minutes gone. It's England 1, Germany 1 in the Women's Euro Final. Didn't expect that. Anyway, let's get back to what happened at St. Coleman's Park, uh, Cork City. Uh, defeating uh, Ramblers 1-0 in the FAI Cup and Rory O'Hagan I really hope it's on the line uh, Rory how's things? Is he on the line? Rory? I'm not sure we'll try to get back to Rory in just a oh that's why I've put up the wrong fader here he is Hello Hello how's things? Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you, yes, uh, yes, as we said, uh, <laughs> Cork City defeating Cove Ramblers. I've never done a live call before, so I was a bit nervous about that, but uh, yeah, we, we got there. Uh, look, it wasn't a great game, but I suppose job done uh, from Colin Healy's point of view anyway. Yeah, look, um, it wasn't a good game of football. It was a dreadful game of football, to be perfectly honest. Both teams just cancelling each other out on a very, very hot day here at St. Cummins Park. It's been exceptionally warm. And I think that played a factor, particularly in the second half. Um, just the story of the game, I suppose, the, the high point, Keating's goal, obviously, was a lovely free kick played in by Matt Healy in behind um, the Coveranders' defence. And uh, Rory Keating uh, just slotted it home. And that was pretty much the only chance on target for the entire 90 minutes um, now the keeper had much to do um, Dara Burke um, had a very very solid game for Ramblers in goal didn't have much to do and uh, Jimmy Corker in the city goal didn't have much to do he uh, saved there in the second half um, and that was pretty much it it was just one of those games Edmar both teams cancelled each other out it didn't make for a great uh, spectacle which is disappointing because big crowd here today um, big crowd, Ramblers crowd was great atmosphere here still a great atmosphere here around the ground um, there's a band on afterwards I'm actually after walking down to the other end of the pitch just to take this phone call so the band won't throw us out but um, yeah it was just one of those games not a great game but I don't think he's uh, too upset about that 
uh, job done for him into the next round of the cup and uh, yeah job done for them and look a lot of positives to take from a Ramblers point of view as well in fact look they were the better team for a lot of the game they played a lot of football but just didn't have that cutting edge up front looked very solid at the back uh, went for it in the second half but couldn't create much a couple of corners at the end created a bit of um, pressure on Cork City but uh, City held firm and look and you can there's no way of describing yeah, it it wasn't yeah, a great yeah. game and it's not not one that's going to live long in the, the memory to be honest I suppose then like, uh, I suppose we have to kind of mention this because it was a big big issue like a big moment in the game was obviously uh, a fence collapsed after the Cork City goal uh, which mm. obviously it's a safety fence like these it shouldn't be collapsing like well no well yeah I know it's a tough one to call I suppose I'll describe, I'll describe what happened here. obviously Rory Keating scores and goes out to celebrate in front of the Cork City fans who are down the far end of the ground here I'm actually just standing in front of the fence right now as we speak um, the fence is actually designed to do that it's a collapsible fence it's designed right. to prevent a crush so in that um, um, respect the, the, the fence has done its job um, it's obviously not a great look um, someone could have been very very hurt by it but this fence is designed to collapse in the event of a crush like that to, to prevent people from being crushed. Um, so it didn't look great at the time. Um, the game was delayed for about 10 minutes while uh, Gardaí and Stewards had to, to deal with the situation. They had to put up uh, barriers in front of it to keep fans away from it. Um, Colin Healy at one stage went down to talk to the supporters to try and help um, move them down a bit. And uh, it was it looked, it didn't look great at the time, but defence I suppose did its job Yeah, uh, it was all tied up in about 10 minutes there was 11 minutes of time on at the end of the game as a result of the stoppage and uh, yeah look it, it, it didn't look good at the time uh, but luckily no one was hurt um, but uh, again defence I suppose did its job and prevented that crush from happening do you know yeah, I suppose that puts pay to all the amateur um, crowd control people online that are, are, are saying whatever they want to say. But uh, yeah, I suppose as well, though, that stoppage probably did kill any chance this game had to breathe like. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like I just spoke to Shane Keegan, I hear from him in a bit in the Big Red Bench, and he says it did his team the world of good because they had just conceded. Yeah. Uh, Given time to regroup a little bit and, and get that. But look, it was just so hot here today, and I think both teams were kind of happy for the, for the, the 10 minute break. Um, but um, yeah it, it was just one of those games as I can say another thing that has to be pointed out is the amount of flares that were thrown by both sets of supporters I mean I can imagine there's uh, fines coming the way of both uh, teams I'm just here like on the pitch and like there's literally a dozen uh, burn yeah. marks from flares just in front of the Cork City fans there's similar enough uh, maybe not as much over in front of where the Cork Ramblers fans were it's, look there's no need for it it's just going to result in fines to the club and less money for the club I mean like and the game was delayed a couple of times while Stewart has come on with buckets of stands to pull out the flares and I'm just looking just counting it all the burn marks just in front of me here and all the sand marks from the, the flares lots of them like you know there's no real need for it no you can argue that they um, provide or help with the atmosphere and all that kind of crack but if it's going to result in the club getting fined then why bother yeah exactly yeah. I suppose let's get back to the football itself um, uh, as you said you were spoken to, you were speaking to both managers and how, how did, the, did both squads come through the game obviously it's a very taxing game through that heat and uh, as, as great as the cup is uh, we, we said that yesterday like Cork City at the end of the day want to get promoted out of the first division have the squad come through the game unscathed 
Yeah, it looked like way. I mean, like there was only, I suppose, the, the physios were only on for brief moments. Uh, Dara Burke, the Ramblers keeper, went down with uh, a little bit of a knee struggle, but he finished the game. Barry Coffey went down with what looked like a bit of a hamstring cramp, but he was okay. Uh, so both teams are okay. Ramblers not long for next Saturday, City at home uh, to Athlone Town on Friday night. And uh, I said that to Rory Keating, I said, how much is a priority is the cup for them? And so it's obviously great to go on a cup run, but getting promoted is what this season is all about. Getting promoted automatically is what it's all about for Cork City and they have to do that um, so starts again back at it next Friday uh, against that Lone Town hopefully there'll be a big crowd there big crowd here as well today Edna, at uh, St Cummins Park I'm not sure what the crowd was it must have been over 2,000 I'd imagine uh, at least and uh, both uh, support the Ramblers supporters in particular created a lot of noise today um, yeah. but, uh, it was great to see and especially on a Sunday afternoon as well when you would like it was classic with like, the likes of the Women's Euro final being on and even the Ladies Football final being on various um, local GA games being on as well like you know what I mean so exactly, it was a great yeah. crowd here great sunny days great uh, result for the Cork City fans not so great for the, the Cork Ramblers fans but they'll take um confidence from it and as uh, Shane Keegan said as we hear from him that he's happy the way things are going and he, his team are certainly in, on, on the way up exactly well great stuff Rory I'll let you head off there thanks a million thanks bud yeah Rory uh, there for us at uh, at St. Coleman's Park to see Cork City defeat Cove Ramblers now let's hear from the Cork City boss Colin Healy Colin, I suppose, into the next round of the Cup, and that was always the priority coming down? No, it was, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it is a hard place to come. It's, um, listen, they're, they're a good side, um, and they showed that in the last few weeks, in the, you know, with the results that they had. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Listen, it's, um, it can be tough conditions down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and listen, we, we, we got a great goal with Keats, and we defended very very well, and you know what? We go into the next round. How much of a factor was the heat, especially in the second half? It was. A few of the boys got tired, but listen, we, 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 have, um, we have a strong bench, and you know, we, we made the changes when when we felt needed um, and I thought that was um, that was massive for us today Rory took his goal very well it was very well worked uh, set piece yeah it was it was we trained that now a few weeks and it's never come on but, but no it's great it's, it's a great ball by Matty and, and the finish done by Keats is is, um, is very good so it's it's always nice when those things uh, come off defence collapsing afterwards a, a worrying moment I suppose Absolutely, worry more obviously for the supporters and that nobody got hurt or anything like that. So it's, um, I think they got it under control after a while, and you know, it's um, hopefully nobody was hurt. And you know, it was, it was great the game went on, but uh, hopefully nobody was hurt. But I don't think there was. You went up to the supporters. What were you saying to them? I can't tell you. <laughs> can't anything? No, I just said, listen, just if we can. And obviously, the, uh, the 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 stewards and all that they were saying push back and move down the way. And I would just say, listen, can you move down a bit? But I don't think they were listening to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's just that there is a lot of them there, and it's it's. Um, just go up and see like, we want the game we're winning 1-0 we don't want the game to be called off so if we can you know, speak to supporters and if we can do this, I think there was space here behind the dugout if we could push them down a small bit but do you know what the, the guards come in and all that and they, they got a hold of it You went with a different formation today how did you see that working? I just went for a bit of a change um, yeah that was it really um, and um, no it was good we got Dylan involved and we got B- 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 Keats on the right and uh, Bridge was up top so no, it was good and you know, um, do you know I like the formation with the back four you know, it's different you know, what we've been used to with the 3-5-2 but it's um, with the players that we have we can we can be flexible and we can we can move to different systems and uh, Jimmy played today Jimmy Corkman he was excellent at all what, what, what yeah, he was he very good like his lad throughout the air he's been brilliant difficult. he's been brilliant but like, like David has been brilliant as well for us David Harrington he's been fantastic and the, the way the two of them train obviously we got Corey Chambers in as well with us as well but the way the two of the boys train together you know it's um, it's great and you know Jimmy's in today and Harry's behind him all the way as well so it's fantastic but he trains brilliantly he is, he's a very good trainer and uh, he's a great he's a good very very good professional so when we put him in I've I've no problems with it. you've seen against 
Galway when he went in he was excellent there as well and you've had one for you then or any thoughts on that how does that game no listen as I said the boys will the boys will do the recovery tomorrow and um, um, we'll come back in again on uh, on Tuesday and we get ready as I said it's a massive game. they're all massive games now and uh, we get ready we get the lads um, get the ready. I know the, the heat now will probably take a factor with you know with the lads preparations during the week so we need to keep running training sessions and all that kind of stuff so but uh, it's a big game Friday so we, we, we get ready for that Okay, so you'll be looking forward to the to the draw now it's a good position in the part of the draw now I, I know it is, it is it's, it, it always is it's always nice getting into the next round said over the last few years this this club had a, had a lot of trips to the Aviva do you know so um, no, it, it, it's nice to come down here and get the win and get, and get, into, get into the next round like any, any preferences now like, would you like no, to no, no 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 not at all just, just whip really we just it's, it's probably look at a draw really isn't it Colin Healy there speaking to the press after Cork City's win against Cove Ramblers. Here's the goal scorer Rory Keating speaking to our Rory. The game with Rory Keating, the match winner here today, Rory. Um, into the next round of the cup, which is, I suppose, the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. We knew uh, when this fixture was drawn, it was going to be a difficult game. You know, Cork Derby. You know, it's, it's a cup final for some. So we knew what we had to do. We had to come down here and we had to battle. We had to get through it at the start. And I think we did. We kind of grew into the game a little bit and played our way. And thankfully, we got a chance and we took it. Was that from the uh, the training ground? That's the piece. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I won't tell you the name of it, but um, it, it was. We, we've worked on it and uh, just thankfully, yeah, it paid off. And we got a goal when we needed it. It was a game of few chances, right? So you had to take that chance. Exactly. Yeah, it was a game. Literally, it was a. It was kind of up and down like a basketball match at one stage, and you know, it was it was a real battle. You know, you need, just need to pick your moments at times, and little things like that, little ideas, and you know, clever things like that can can unlock defenses, and you, you can score. So just thankfully, it worked today at the right time, and you know, got us ahead, and then we could kind of control the game a bit better. The celebrations caused the collapse of the fence up there. It was worrying scenes, I'd imagine. Wasn't it? Yeah, I was told to go the other way, so <laughs> I think uh, I think it was my fault. But no, it's it's uh, it's it's nice to see the fans so happy, and you know, they come in their numbers and they support us so well. So you know, it's it's great to have it. How much of a priority is the cup considering you're top of the league in the first division going for automatic promotion how much of a priority is the cup for you? I think you know it's an opportunity to go and prove yourself you know we're top of our league and you know if we get drawn against teams in the league above it's an opportunity to go and you know test yourself and see if, if we belong in that league which which we definitely do so you know it's, it's just it's just a chance for you to, to go and prove yourself and we just focus on the league when, when we have the league and focus on the cup when we have the cup and if we can get a run together we uh, go and show what we can do I'm back at the cross next Friday night as well so can't wait yeah, get back there next couple of weeks now and uh, just get going again get the points on the board and you know keep moving thanks Rory appreciate thanks it thanks very much all the best appreciate it alright yeah Rory there speaking to, to Rory I uh, don't know what was going on at the end of that clip but uh, yeah um, uh, great stuff there uh, four minutes added on um, at Wembley it's one all between England and Germany in the Women's Euro 2022 final. It's a minute into that stoppage time. And uh, Gary Lineker's tweet might be getting dredged back up again. Could be gone to penalties. We're going to go at extra time anyway, I'd say. Unless England, who have the ball at the moment, can force a late winner. And now let's hear from the Cove Ramblers boss, Shane Keegan. Shane, uh, being 1-0 by Cork City, but a frustrating game for you, I'd imagine. Very, very much so, yeah. Um... Like if if you know if you'd given me that game coming down, if you told me that there was going to be that little in it coming down, um, I would have took that and I would have thought that we would be capable of, of of getting something out of it because like Cork are such a good side and yet Dara hasn't had to make a save in the game. Literally hasn't had to make a save in the game, but he has had to pick the ball out of out of the back of the net once. Um, so we've limited them we've really 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 limited them now you could argue on the flip side that they limited us equally if not better um, we had a good few decent shooting opportunities from around the edge of the 18 in the first half probably didn't have those as much in the second half we had a half chance for Jake um, 
and a half chance for Benny when he came on um, and then apart from that I suppose it was the few corners that we threw in at the very very end so we're probably a bit disappointed that we didn't manage to create a huge amount in the second half even though we really wanted to take it and I think both teams just cancelled each other in the second half didn't they which to be fair to Cork was enough for them to, to get over the line but yeah a lot of positives but a lot of frustration and for the goal shame was it just in case you switched off for that half second yeah 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 100% um, I'd nearly be more annoyed about the bit of space we gave them that resulted in us having to make the foul to stop the attack um, but then yeah 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 look the boy knows himself that he's let him get away from him um, and it's a very very good finish because Darius well to come out and narrow the angle it's a very very good finish um, and like I say that's it Do you know for, for, for a team of that quality that's pretty much what we held him to um, now look that did that did require some of our centre halves I thought Fraley was the best player on the pitch um, he was absolutely outstanding so he was so he needed to have a big game for us alright but you know particularly in the first half when when, when Cons and James O'Leary ran directly yeah. at them they were really you know they were really really frightening them um, Luke and Dale as well kind of coming forward from deep in midfield but just didn't force enough real chances did we yeah, and there was a delay in the first half of 10 minutes when that uh, stand collapsed the defence collapsed I should say I was kind of worrying for the fans that were there but that obviously didn't help you either would you believe I'd argue it did help us um, obviously they were after scoring and they had dominated for the previous 10 minutes um, so it allowed all our lads to come over have some water and we, had, we were able to have a chat about why how had we gone from dominating the first 15 to being well second best for the second 15 and I think it allowed us to be the better side for the final 15 so to be fair that probably did work in our favour um, slightly so it did but yeah as I say for like goal aside I couldn't have been happier I was happier with the first half than the second even though we lost the first half and, and drew the second if that makes sense um, I thought we were really really threatened in the first half but to be fair to Cork just did a really really good job of killing the game in the second half you know was the heat a factor as well maybe 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 but look again that would have to be the case for both teams I suppose it helps the team that's trying to kill the game a little bit better than the one that's trying to force it I suppose to that point but um, no we can't we can't lean that back on that as an excuse either at the same time you know no, Ross Shane over the last couple of weeks how happy are with the progress of the team do you feel like you're starting to get your stamp on it now definitely definitely without a doubt the, the water look I hope I'm not speaking too soon but the water performance looks like it's a million miles away um, at this stage based on what we've produced in the, the league game the Munster Senior Cup game and now the FAI Cup game um, we've done really really well in, in all three everybody understands the roles and, and what's been asked of them and you know I suppose the best way we're putting it is if, if we can keep the performance to that level every week okay we need to work a little bit more on what we're doing in the final third but in general if we can keep the performance to that standard for the rest of the season you know, we should put ourselves in a position to pick up a hell of a lot of points you know and you spoke to me a couple of weeks ago about getting fans in the gate the fans from the gate made a lot of noise today and it was a great occasion they were super absolutely brilliant I just as I say just disappointed we couldn't get them a little bit more like you hear how much they got behind us when we forced three late corners yeah. you know if we could have been forcing that with ten minutes left rather than with two minutes left um, and maybe I should have switched it up a bit earlier but they're so good it was hard to like we went quite ris- risky there for the literally man for man all over the field which is you know one car player beats you and they're in on goal then in a scenario like that so you're you're looking to, f- to do that too early but then when you don't do it and you do, when you don't get a goal you're thinking you should have done it earlier um, so maybe possibly particularly Shawnee maybe try and get him onto the pitch a bit earlier um, but it's just hard to see who to take off because the lads were doing so well but uh, look we're heading up to, to play Longford next Saturday and like it's amazing for the lads like it's very simple the lads heading in next Saturday on, on the back of good form and knowing that if they win next Saturday they'll have picked up as many wins in their last two league games as they had done in the rest yeah, of the yeah, season yeah. and that's a real we have to create these little mini challenges and little mini aims for ourselves between now and the end of the season to keep us tuned in and motivated and that's that's the way we have to look at it you know thanks Sean. cheers yeah, that's right, thanks, 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 thanks.
Alright, yeah, Shane Keegan there speaking to Rory after the FA Cup game um, in St. Coleman's Park and the defending FA Cup champions are out at the first time of asking. St. Pat's were beaten by Waterford 3-2 in the first round of Richmond Park this afternoon. Malahide United needed penalties to get past fellow non-league sides Salt Hill. Uh, the dub scored last gasp equaliser in normal time to make it 2 all and send it to spot kicks. Galway progressed following a 7-0 win over Blue Bell United. Letter Kenny's Bonaghy booked their place. Uh, they beat 10-man Pike Rovers of Lim- 6-0 and as we heard of course Cork City beat Cove Ramblers 1-0 um, and the final game of the evening is Wexford looking to upset Sligo Rovers and it's scoreless at half time at the showgrounds uh, elsewhere today the only other big um, event down I suppose was in Formula 1 Red Bull's Max Verstappen came from P10 to win the Hungarian Grand Prix he extends his Drivers World Championship lead Lewis Hamilton finished second and his Mercedes teammate George Russell was in third and the Women's Euro 2022 final has gone to extra time uh, it's finished one all at Wembley uh, so uh, yeah penalties looming large again uh, anyway let's finish it off with a bit of racing current option trained by Edo McGuinness won the 7 furlong Ahanura handicap the feature race on the final day of the 2022 Galway races uh, third year in a row the horse won jockey Keane Mac Redmond has been on board for the last two and uh, he was delighted to be part of such a great achievement here he's with Dave Keena Keane, you've just won the big one again at Galway in the final day. A huge crowd, a huge team of owners involved. What's it like? Words can't describe it. Hasn't sunk in yet. Uh, but no, look, for a horse to do this two years in a row or something else, but this lad, he's done a three now. It's just unbelievable. Everyone in the yard, there's a great hype coming up to Galway. And uh, look, to finally deliver when we're running out of ammunition for the week, it means a lot. And this horse, he just pulls it out every year here. Yeah, look, he's been running solid enough races this year in big field handicaps. He hasn't been disgraced at all. Um, look, the handicapper's given him a chance and he ran a cracker here in the BMW Mile on Tuesday. Um, look, when I walked the track this morning, I saw tacky ground, I knew he'd take a lot of beating. He just loves it. And it's some training performance by the trainer as well to bring him back. Like, to win one big pot here is good enough, but to win three in the pounds, that's something else. Yeah, it's a, a hell of a credit to Edo, Stephen, the team at home, the Dooley family. And for Edo to bring this horse back year after year, like it takes a fair performance to win one of the feature races here, but to win it three years in the bounce, that's something else. Yeah, uh, some training performance to keep a horse so sweet and so well for so long and to come back here year after year and win the Ahnora again is, is, is unbelievable. I can't see any other horse doing it again. And the Dooleys I think brought over a team of 28 people with them. Uh, most of them are still here and they were kind of hanging on and waiting for this, I think. Yeah, I know. Look, they're great supporters of the yard. They do pump a lot of money into the sport. They deserve it. They weren't really able to come the last two years because of COVID, but now that everything's open back up, everyone's here and uh, I'm sure there's going to be some party now. <laughs> and some sweet journey home tonight. Well done. Ah, oh, brilliant. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, well, that's it. Finally, at the end of what has been a hectic weekend in sport here on the big red bench. And just to top it all off, next weekend we're going to be talking about the Premier League. It's back Friday. It's, uh, how it's come around so quick is quite unbelievable Ronaldo played for United finally today uh, against Rio Vecano at Old Trafford in a pre-season uh, I think he played about 45 minutes uh, so God only knows what's going to happen there but uh, Palace versus Arsenal the first game Friday night 8 o'clock uh, mental mental stuff but sure hi, it'll give us something to talk about anyway and until then uh, well, I suppose you can catch us on the Big Red Bench on redfm.ie to catch up uh, Jar will be along Thursday Women in Sport podcast and of course reaction to Wednesday night's 
uh, minor final for the ladies footballers best of luck to them and uh, all the other Cork teams in action over the next uh, week or so until we're back uh, Green and Red is on the way next The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM